This is where we're at today. We're laying on the floor. I think that it might give me more energy to lay on the floor. I don't know. I'm also sitting like laying down with my legs up against the wall. It's supposed to be restorative. Um, I don't know what I'm trying to restore. Maybe it's my zest for life. <gasps> but enough about me. I should start off first and foremost with a sincere apology. Um... I'm sorry I bailed. I'm so sorry. I know I said I'd be here, but life kind of got in my way. Today is the first day of the week. Boy, am I tired. And you know what's really exhausting, what really takes it out of you, is when you spend your free time and all of your thoughts in your head are consumed hating your past self. What a transition. Here we have it. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Giving You Everything. Today, we'll be talking about why it's important to love and accept your past self. Ah, yes. Our lifelong nemesis, our past self. Why does it feel like she has a million of those? Why does she haunt me in all of my dreams and in my waking life? Why can't I get away from her? Why does she keep coming back for more, more torture? I'm just trying to live my best life, but here and there and actually every day, I think about how I'd done something horrendous in the past as my former self, and I am just riddled with shame. The feeling is actually all-consuming. Today, I thought I would just kind of chit-chat about why it's so important to love your past self. Don't worry, I too am cringing right now as I say these words. To set the scene, let's listen to this interview with our past self. Welcome back. Welcome back to giving you everything. Today I have a special guest and she's somebody that I've known for years. You might even say I've known her my whole dang life and she is my past self. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me here today. I'm so excited to be here and to talk about how we're mending our relationship. Why yes, you past self. I too would love to talk about that. I would love to talk about all the cringy things that you do, that you did, <laughs> that you continue to do, that haunt me in my waking life, haunt me every single day. This is sounding more like a breakup than a makeup. And you know what? I think it's an important conversation that we're having here today because self-love is important. Self-love is important because if you can't love yourself, you'll never love anyone else. And I, oh. That was a really grim <laughs> analysis of whatever's going on in my head. I, although I may seem it, I am no angel. And tell you a little bit about who I used to be. <laughs> I am an only child. I say it loud, I say it proud. Represent. But growing up, that meant that I had a really hard time learning how to play nice with others. Um, I didn't really have this realization until much later in life. 
or maybe like just now. Which uh, is unfortunate for who I used to be, but it's good for me now as I learn to love my past self. But I'll give you a little anecdote which will serve as our touchstone throughout this episode. Let me take you back to elementary school and I had a very close best friend, a little girl named Monica. Side note. Names have been changed to protect the innocent. I had curly blonde hair and coolest clothes. And we were both really into Spice Girls. I was loving my little life at school. Everything was great until one day a new girl came into the picture. Her name was Phoebe. They knew each other from their old school, and so they were already friends. And you would think, oh wow, great, the more the merrier. But instead, I was jealous. And I was too young to understand that what I was feeling inside was actually jealousy. And instead, I just decided that I had a severe hatred for this new friend on the block. One day, we were playing at aftercare and running around. I forget what exactly transpired, but somehow this girl ended up on the ground crying. Are you sure you weren't the one who pushed her? It's really hard to say. (laughs) Instead of helping her up, I stood above her and I said, Go on and cry. Cry like the little crybaby that you are. Oof. I am not proud that I used to be that person. And I would not be surprised if that was the reason why I was bullied later on in elementary school. But that's not what today's episode is about. This is who I used to be. And instead, I mean, I think cringing at that is a really understandable reaction. I have decided instead to grow. And learn from this experience. I am growing by using this little anecdote as a stepping stone to treat others the way you would want to be treated because lo and behold me and that girl we're not friends we never were friends and I don't think we ever well never say never but I don't think we ever will be friends and it may have a lot to do with the way that I treated her here and I'm trying to forgive I'm learning to forgive that little girl who is so mean by not replaying this thought in my head and by having compassion passion and understanding and saying, you know what? This girl was severely insecure. (laughs) She could not handle not having a hundred percent of her best friend's attention. Perhaps she should have branched out or chosen to react with kindness. Like, what is that? How draining it is to spend all my free time and my vibrant thoughts thinking space. The answer you're looking for is, what is, 
imagination. Consumed by hating who I used to be. And it's a weird thing because when you have lived as long as I have, I'm still very young, okay? But I have lived quite a few years now on this earth. And I would say that in my little lifetime, unfortunately, something that seems to be a recurring theme as I reflect upon all these older versions of myself are all the moments in which I did something that makes me physically, metaphorically, spiritually, and literally cringe. Like my whole body. It's like an earth-shaking cringe, if those even exist. Oh, I thank you, and I both know they do. But that's not the point. I'm not here to talk about what a trash garbage person I've been in the past, but to talk about the importance of learning to love yourself. I know, like, please cue the big groan. This is like the one thing that nobody wants to talk about. It's like the advice that your mom gives you, and you're like, oh, mom, stop. This is so lame. It's embarrassing. But, you know, I think there's a lot of truth in it. Your most important relationship some people have said out there is your relationship with yourself and if you cannot accept who you were or accept some of the mistakes or some of the um, questionable choices you've made in your past I don't know what kind of life you're living but it's definitely not your best life so today we'll be talking about some reasons why you should join me we can go hand in hand down this yellow brick road towards our path of accepting ourselves this is my invitation join me on this cheesy yet but very important journey that is our self-discovery through accepting our past just like in the wizard of oz you need to know that what you have right here is what you had all along and it's what is getting you to your next destination I tried to make that metaphor work but you know what i'm running on very little sleep <laughs> anyway let's get into the first point which is is growth. It's important to love your past self because this is in fact how you grow. I once had a teacher who who said, when you stop growing, you're dead. Game over. And he made a very clear point of saying like that is basically the definition of death. And as much as change is difficult, growth can be really beautiful. I think the thing that's complicated about growth is that it can be excruciating. So much so that when we're going through it, it feels new every time because our body has blacked out all the other times we suffered greatly at the hands of growth. Although that's not really the best way to put it because in the end you really benefit from the growth it's just painful momentarily it's just like going to the gym like you're trying to work out trying to get that hot girl summer bod um i know it's july some people like myself are still working on that but it takes time to build muscle and what you have to do in order to build muscle is to break it down break it down so it can build 
back up. And like any thorough workout, change is painful. You will wake up sore, you will wake up grumpy, you will wake up unable to walk, but at the end of it, you will reap the fruits of your labor. And in order to grow, you really need to get over who you were and use that as a lesson or a stepping stone, if you will, on your yellow brick road towards who you're becoming. You'll never evolve if you continue to do the same things again and again. And that in itself could be a problem if you're already cringing at some of the things that you used to do. You can't grow until you've accepted some of the mistakes you've made and decided to move on, which brings me to my next point, which is forgiveness. Forgiveness is an excellent outcome of loving yourself. Holding grudges is bad for your health. Uh. I don't know if I need to tell you this, but holding grudges is bad for your health, and this indeed applies to you. What happens when your body holds a grudge? Basically, your whole body, your whole being, and your mind and your soul clench up into a tight little fist. And you clench up so tightly that you cannot allow yourself to love other people or in the case of holding a grudge against your past self, you will never be able to love yourself. Holding grudges doesn't serve anyone except for your ego. And if we've had this conversation before or so the internet tells me, serving your ego is not necessarily the best route to take. It may feel good in the moment to hold a grudge and say, well, I am just going to take this stance because I deserve to be angry. I deserve to... Why would I let this slide? Holding a grudge doesn't do anything except for hold you back. It keeps you in a holding pattern. It perpetually puts things on pause and it's like pausing on the most unflattering screenshot of the video reel that is your life. So learn to forgive, forgive others and forgive yourself. is a big part of the third reason why it's important to love your past self, which is developing a sense of compassion and understanding. This seems like a really big topic to tackle and like a big ask. Compassion is the last thing on my mind, but it's important because without it, you will be living in isolation and that's no way to live. Developing emotional intelligence can be hard and it's hard to feel compassionate towards others when you don't even even have it for yourself. And what a great way to continue to bring more love and light into your life by practicing on yourself. You can look back at that nine-year-old who bullied her classmate and say, you know what? That young girl was acting from a place of pain. And instead of walking away, she decided to spew some hurtful words at her classmate out of jealousy because she did not know how to play well with others. She could not understand how not to be the center of attention. 
And as I have compassion for that girl, I understand to be more gentle with other people when they treat me that way instead of relying on my knee-jerk reaction of thinking badly about them or assuming that they're bad people or deciding that I will not like them and I will not be nice to them. That is just being petty. And without compassion, you'll just continue to be petty all by yourself. But how might we start loving ourselves, you ask? How do I go about loving myself? What are some ways that we can kind of get past some of these cringy moments that keep popping up in our head? Well, the first is, you guessed it, my answer to everything. Meditate and journal. Meditating, I think, will really help to break that pattern of intruding thoughts of your past self because you'll be actively training your brain to let things go. And journaling helps you come to terms with who you used to be and say goodbye, say sayonara to her forever. One of my favorite techniques, though, is to visualize. I know this sounds kind of like hippy-dippy. Is the power of the mind okay when the thought arises i use it as an opportunity to change the narrative and think about how i would react now and oftentimes it puts ideas in your toolkit so that when you're in a situation in the future instead of reacting from your ego or just doing the first thing that comes to your head you'll be able to pick from a range of options that you've already kind of rehearsed in your mind and know that you'll be able to handle the situation in a way that you will be proud of And I think that really helps with the last little bit of this process, which is letting go. Letting go of these mistakes that you've made. You know, mistakes are not great, but they're okay. They're a part of growing up. They're important. Without mistakes, you won't learn. But the important part is not to dwell on the mistakes or to repeat them. So just say it's okay and find something else to do. Like listen to another episode of this podcast or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. How was that for a smooth transition? I mean, if you had to ask, If you liked what you heard, if you can relate, if you have more advice, let us know in the reviews section on Apple Podcasts or by sending us an email at givingyoupodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. And this week, let's cheers to personal growth, to overcoming our demons, and to living a life full of more love and compassion. Thanks for hanging out with me and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.